interview you've all been waiting for, the NQFL Commish, Mike Allred. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out how I can do my own recording here. So as the co-commissioner and, and uh, well, assistant to the commissioner, Jeff Smith uh, is going to help ask me a couple questions about my team this year. So Jeff, you can, uh, I'll pass over the hosting baton to you. This is my uh, my first time ever hosting any sort of interview or or anything, so I assume it's going to go very well. Uh, Michael, let us begin by discussing your team pre-draft. Uh, I have prepared about as much as I usually do, which means I have nothing in front of me and nothing to go on. Tell me about your team pre-draft. Yeah, so I, I did not have a lot of money, which is um, typical of me. Um, because it turns out I, I like to try to win every single year. I find that more fun. And in order to win and improve my bad teams, I have to spend next year's money. Uh, so, uh, having traded last year for Mark Ingram and then for Josh Jacobs, I spent $18 in my budget doing that. And then in 2020, 2018, I spent $10 of this year's budget trading for Phillip Rivers and Marlon Mack. Um, it worked out, I mean, I was competitive the last couple of years, so that, that works out. And then this year I spent an extra $5 on AJ Brown, which I thought was a good value, but, um, I felt okay about my team. Um, I feel sad that I don't have Cooper cup on my roster anymore. Cause I love, uh, little <laughs> Cooper cup. Um, but I felt good that I have what I think is going to be an RB one and Josh Jacobs and $50, I think is about where his, his value is. So it's not a discount there for sure, but but I have him. And then Michael Thomas, who is absolutely a discount and has been a discount since I traded for him. Thanks, Addy, for that um, a few years ago at $34. I feel really good about that, as I obviously should. And then I was stuck um, with the rest of my roster. So I had Marlon Mack, who I could keep at $17, but they drafted Jonathan Taylor. I felt like I could get him cheaper, even though I still kind of like Mack. Mm-hmm. And I did I did get him cheaper um, in the draft. So I, f- I feel kind of good about that as a potential flex play as the season goes. I was thinking about Raheem Mostert, who I really like this year, too. Um, Ross might have gone to 80 for him, though. Yeah, maybe, because the, the San Francisco <laughs> running backs. Um Moster had obviously an incredible end of the year, helped carry me into the playoffs and through the playoffs a bit. He was at $15, and I think he went for like 23 something like that. So that could have been a value um, for somebody if they wanted to trade for him. Um, so I thought about keeping him, and I thought about keeping Michael Gallup at $7, but I thought that that was about his spot. Um, but when A.J. Brown um, popped up as a potential keeper, I felt really good about that. Um, just yeah, why yet. do you like him? He had a good last. Um, he was like really improving towards the end of last year. He's a talented young wide receiver moving into his second year. Typically, the second year wide receivers is when they start making the jump in terms of their fantasy relevance. And so I felt like I was buying low on AJ Brown. Um, and uh, we'll see how the year turns out. Right? I mean, Tennessee. You don't think of him as a huge passing team, but. He's a good player on a team that, you know, should be middle of the pack offensively. Um, and if you have a wide receiver one in the middle of the pack offensive team, then I'll take that for cheap every day. Yeah. For what it's worth, I really like Josh Jacobs uh, last year and this year. He could he could definitely be worth 50 plus that you paid for him. Uh, and Michael Thomas is one of the, probably one of the th- top three trades in our league. 
history in terms of uh, value after the fact, you know, what it, what you paid and then what it turned into. Yeah. So yeah, you got to feel good about that. <laughs> yeah. I paid, I think it was $25 over the, over the course of two years. So split up over two years in absolute value and has paid dividends ever since. And it's been the cornerstone of my team. For, yeah. You could have paid yeah. in hindsight, you could have paid 50 and 50 still would have been worth it. Would have been a stupid deal in the moment, but in hindsight, yes, it would have worked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so where, where are you at now? Post draft? Have you already started tinkering, made any moves starting to set yourself up for tomorrow night, week one? Um, so I went into the draft, I think at the lowest amount starting draft value of anybody. Um, right. and my goal was to try to fill another running back that I felt okay about kind of mid tier, um, maybe with some upside. So I ended up getting Gurley at $29. Um, I don't, I was not planning to get or target Todd Gurley, but at his dollar amount on the new team, it it's going to be hit or miss. Um, if he hits and is, and has a number of games where he's getting a couple touchdowns like the old Todd Gurley, then those few games I should win. And, you know, just winning a game at any time, like it's a week by week game, then that's really important. So I feel okay about the Todd Gurley pick. Um, and then I picked up Prescott at $12. Uh, yeah, tell, tell me about Prescott. Would you have gone higher on deck being the resident? Well, not the David's with us now too. One of the resident Cowboys fans. Um, strictly, uh, you know, this is the projected value. I'm going to go around that. I end up paying more for quarterbacks than most people in the league. Um, I feel like quarterbacks are pretty valuable in a six point per touch, uh, touchdown league. And so I tend to be willing to spend more on than other people. I probably wouldn't have gone over $15 for Dak though. Um, because I was a little handicapped on budget anyway. But Dak was, I think, the number two or three quarterback last year, and his offensive roster has only improved since last year. And with the uh, offensive-minded coach, I feel really good about the Cowboys' offense, not just as a Cowboys fan, but just in for fantasy. There should be, you know, Dak, Zeke, uh, Cooper, Gallup, I think, CD Lamb will have some fantasy value um, in the PPR league, and then Jarwin's going to be a starting tight end. So, like talking about five or six fantasy relevant players, which means Dak is going to be pretty good. And so, you also—it looks like you have at least uh, tried to corner the backfields in Atlanta and Jacksonville. I don't know if you've dropped either of those guys yet, those backups, but you feel good about those backfields if it shakes out either way, then. So the Gurley, I felt like by getting Gurley, I was forcing myself into picking up his handcuff um, because of his injury risk. Um, so that was just me, you know, getting an insurance policy on Todd Gurley. And then for Jacksonville, it's a big toss-up, but I really like the idea of Chris Thompson. I'm not sure if he'll work out or pan out at all. Uh, but Chris Thompson, obviously being the Washington running back with John, uh, Jay Gruden, who was a fantasy relevant pass catcher who would put up some weeks where he just scored a lot of points because he got a lot of passing yards and like small receptions. And with their team probably being bad and behind a lot, I like the idea of Chris Thompson getting a lot of trash time, 
you know, like those eight to ten yard receptions towards the end of the game, dump offs to just move the move the chains a little bit with Jay Gruden as being their offensive coordinator this year. So that combination there, I wanted to just kind of secure and there may be a few weeks where I feel okay starting Chris Thompson. Um, so in terms of the actual back, like the the starting running backs for Jacksonville, who knows? Nobody knows, but um, just trying to find some gems in the rough. Yeah. So it sounds like we have kind of similar strategies, hoping that got a few core players and then a lot of could-bes around them. So at this point, projecting the rest of the season, where do you see yourself landing? I actually feel like I have a pretty strong team um, with a top-end quarterback, the best wide receiver, at least last year, but probably top three again this year. A.J. Yeah, Brown, who I feel good about. Josh Jacobs, I feel good about. Todd Gurley, I'm like, eh, about. But, you know, he's still Todd Gurley, and he's going to – he's absolutely going to have some weeks this year that he scores 20-plus. Um, and then Darren Waller had a really good season last year. I didn't understand why people weren't higher on him, so I felt really good about getting him at a relatively cheap cost. And then – my flex spot, I'm just going to have to fill in every single week. Right now I have Marlon Mack because I felt, still think he's the starter there in Indy until Jonathan Taylor takes over. I have Nikhil Harry. I have Chris Thompson to fill in. I have Robbie Anderson I can fill in. I picked up J.D. McKissick, who was announced as the Redskins starting running back, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, what a mess. <laughs> that is that is a, a flyer if I've ever heard of one. But, you know, he's on my roster now, so it's better than him being on somebody else's. Um, yep. So I, f- I feel pretty good about my team. I think um, right now, like not that Yahoo's projections have ever been accurate, but right now I'm currently projected to finish in the in the top end of the league. So uh, that feels good. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. If you had to put if you had to put your money on someone today, who's going to win the league? I so. Addy always jumps out as the favorite, right? He's been the favorite since he joined the league, essentially. Um, but he hasn't won Alabama. yet. Yeah. Um, he hasn't won yet. And his team is pretty good, but it's probably not exactly how he wants it. I'm sure he'll make trades um, to get himself where he wants to be. But he's a little weak at wide receiver right now, um, probably. Um, but he has a running back to trade. So I'm sure that he'll, he'll be moving some things in the next few weeks to put himself in position. But I think... Uh, the team I would kind of circle as like watch out for them would would be David's team. Oh, uh, um, the Poe folks. I th- I think his starting running backs now are Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry after his big trade. Um, he has DJ Chark. I think, who I think you mean to say yeah. after his big steal. Yeah, something like Sorry, that. Sorry, Ross. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> um, and he has. Yes, Chris Godwin, who was a, a great last year. He picked up Brady to to match with him for those big weeks. Um, Diggs, who who knows who what will be in, in Buffalo, and DJ Shark, who knows what that will look like in Jacksonville. But I think those running back that running back core is the strongest in the league, the top two. So I think that will help carry him to a number of wins this year. All right, be, it'd be at least a good a good change of pace, not having uh, the same two or three guys winning every year. Right, I'll be on board with a David win. I'd be more on board with a me win, but in lieu of that, be on board with David. Yeah, let's let's deal with um with actual possibilities. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, yeah. Mike, thank you for being here today on your show, and we look forward to seeing how your team pans out starting in week two after your crushing defeat in week one. Yeah, we'll see.
<laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks, you. Bum, 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 bum.